Welcome back to uh, Beauty and the Geest podcast where uh, we watch bad movies so you don't have to. Here we are with episode 28, Friday the 13th, part 7, The New Blood. Cruising right along with the uh, Friday the 13th series. Um, we just finished off part 6, the, the end of the Tommy saga. We we had mentioned last episode, you know, would would Tommy get a shout out in part seven? He did not. The answer is yes. He, no, <laughs> did he, he did. Well, he was he was in the beginning of the recap of, uh, as I wrote it down in my four or five notes that I took for this movie. He is part of uh, the recap, which is Jason's greatest. I, I put it as Jason's greatest kills, even though. Uh, a lot of them were not the end of it. The most part where Tommy was uh, mentioned, Jason was not doing any killing. Jason was getting killed as he got killed multiple times by Tommy. Yeah, he, he was in the recap. I was uh, I was hoping for a little more, you know, like this is kind of Tommy's uh, white whale for a Moby Dick reference. Like it's just hunting Jason down. So you'd think he'd at least subscribe to the uh, Crystal Lake Daily Bugle. <laughs> you mean Forest Green? Yes, Forest Green Daily Bugle. Yeah, keep an eye on if there are any uh, strange disappearances or perhaps serial killers in the area and uh, be ready to hop in and get into action. But he was uh, he was not mentioned at all outside of the recap, which is... That is true. Know, but they also... Uh, this one was kind. This is definitely one where they pretty much, as as we have call it now, I guess, because of what happened, is where they kind of jumped the shark. Because <laughs> you, you know you have you have your first episode. It's Jason. You know, Jason dies, and his mom is doing all the killing, his revenge because nobody was paying attention to him. Then Jason apparently did not die and starts doing all this killing. And uh, part four, Tommy kills Jason and he's actually dead. Then part five is an imposter that Tommy kills as he shoves him out of a upper level of a barn, a hayloft of a barn, and he lands on a, some sort of farm implement and impales himself on there. And they find out it's the the paramedic that had showed up and watched his son uh, after his son got murdered. And then part six, Jason comes back alive. Now he's the supernatural force that everybody kind of assumes he is. But now they bring a second uh, apparently supernatural character into this. And it was, I guess, kind of interesting uh as as they go through the recap uh and everything it ends of course with jason at the bottom of crystal lake or lake forest green whatever the hell you want to call it these days and it opens up to a little girl named tina listening to her parents argue in the other room and she gets upset by it and goes out and jumps in a boat and uh she takes a little boat and trolling motor, goes out off the dock. The dad runs down to the dock and is trying to get her to come back. And at this point, 
the dock starts shaking and when she she starts screaming i wish you were dead and the dock starts shaking with the description of what was left in the, what was put in the movie i figured this would be the first part where you see jason but i was incorrect uh, <laughs> apparently she has telekinetic powers and she is shaking the dock and it collapses and her dad drowns and that's the end of the first scene they fade out cut back in uh now you see tina as a grown-up they don't specify how many years later but it's probably 15 years later 10 15 years something like that she's riding in the car with her mom they are going back to the cabin on crystal lake where her father was killed and because she's having mental issues and this is how she they're trying to get her to process it they're going to meet dr ted cruz uh i don't <laughs> i don't know that that's actually his first name but that's who he kind of reminded me of later on in the movie i'll so, assume his first name was ted <laughs> well we'll just we'll just call him ted we'll cruz go with it. because he's trying to uh essentially make her face her fears make her face her her demons to make progress on her mental stability to get her out of the uh mental hospital yeah correct and uh yeah this is uh, this is all part of the processing they're you know they're going back to confront the demons and of course as always happens you can't uh, control who your neighbors are right next door insert your uh, cast of generic i couldn't even keep track of them all maybe 10 <laughs> 10 attractive 20 somethings who are only there as fodder for jason <laughs> yes the the only one that really even stood out was nick yeah and and you you first see him uh washing his van <laughs> He's take he's taking his vacation, where you find out uh, that yeah he's he's taking his his vacation his weekend getaway to wash his van. Right as Tina and uh, Tina and mom pull up, and uh, of course as as happens in a lot of these movies they uh, make eye contact, instantly fall in love. Do Tina and Nick. <laughs> She drops her, like, suitcase. He, of course, rushes over to help, uh, rubs her panties a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that and, wasn't uh, awkward at all. Hey, at that point, I found on the ground. Hey, and he just, like, hands them to her. Like, <laughs> ah, satin panties. And uh, from that point on, they're in love. <laughs> he's He's definitely smitten with Tina. And she uh, is too. Like that happens. Well, I mean, we've covered them. That happens every movie. That happened last movie with Megan. It happened the movie before that with the uh, uh, bear hunter guy. Yeah, and, and Trish. And Trish. <laughs> like, yeah, that that just seems like that's the way the way to go. But there is a there is another girl who's there, who's kind of a bitch, who uh, is also trying to get the affection of nick melissa the bitch and again her pearl necklace yeah yeah i mean she had she had the pearl necklace she had the 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 trendy clothes but 
she might as well have not have had a name. She could have just been Trendy Bitch, and 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 that would have been, or trend, Trendy Trendy Teenage Girl, and that oh, would yeah. have been just as much of a uh, a name as, as as Melissa, for sure. And the uh, you know the, the the lame love stories are a kind of a subplot. The uh, yeah the main plot, like you mentioned, you know they're here to work on uh, Tina's. Uh, well, allegedly Tina's mental recovery, uh, Tina and Dr. Cruz, it starts off, they're kind of, Dr. Cruz is trying to get her to uh, express her telekinetic powers. Yeah, Dr. Cruz is already at the cabin that apparently they're, I, well, it, it, I guess it's never covered whether the, the the Tina family owns the cabin or not, or whether <laughs> it was just a rental, but Ted Cruz is already there waiting for them. Yeah. Or it was an Airbnb. Might as well have been Cancun in the middle of a Texas blizzard. Yeah, he's just he's just there. <laughs> not, there with his bag at the airport. <laughs> not not to get not to get political, but <laughs> trying to bring some humor into it. He's but yeah, there. he's already there. Uh he's setting up his uh his equipment to video her uh I guess interviews. And he puts a matchbook on the table. He says, I'm going to set this matchbook on the table. I want you to move it across the table. And she doesn't even look like she's interested to even try to do that. And she just says, oh, I can't do it. And blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, you know, he's, of course, trying to upset her. And then you see it move horribly in stop motion across the table because this is the 80s and they didn't have good special effects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have easily put like a magnet on the table and then pulled the magnet in the in the That's the exactly match. what I was thinking. Like it glue a magnet to the bottom of the matchbook, run one under the the bottom side of the table. Bam, yep. telekinetic powers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets so upset that she just telekinetically ignites the matches which i guess would not uh, i mean you're, 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 glimpses of a uh, fire starter here right but you're pushing the the I, I you're pushing the boundaries of telekinetic power by just having them spontaneously combust yeah there's a uh in in nerd lore, there's a fine line between uh, telekinesis and pyrokinesis. <laughs> right, exactly. You usually don't just get both. You get one or the other most of the time. But uh, Dr. Ted Cruz is really, and he's creepy right off the bat. Like, he's so excited that she can do this. And he's like, oh, yes, your, your uncontrolled emotions are what, you know, give you these uh, telekinetic powers. You know, what What were you thinking about at that moment? And she's like, I was thinking of hating you. <laughs> I was thinking of the power grid while you're in Cancun. Yeah. And that uh, uh, that kind of triggers her. She gets pissed off. Like, uh, I think she, you know, she starts having like guilty flashbacks of, uh, you know, causing her father's death. She ends up running out to the end of the dock. He's saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, daddy. I wish I could bring you back. And I guess she's in such an emotional state 
at uh, her powers become uncontrolled uh, to start emanating out into Crystal Lake. And uh, what do you guess happens, listeners? Bam! <laughs> the chains that were holding Jason to the rock that was holding him on the bottom of the lake mysteriously break due to her telekinetic powers. And he just casually strolls out of the lake and off into the woods, and she's so stricken by what she has seen, she passes out. I wouldn't say casually. Like, he, he well, he bursts out of the uh, the surface of the lake like uh, Free Willy. <laughs> well, right, but, I mean, he's also, you know, looking for young teenage people to kill, and there's one on the dock where he just came out of the lake, but he doesn't go kill her. He does just leave her, and she, like, passes out, and he, I guess, wanders off. Yeah, yeah and just then, casually strolls into the woods. And then she then she gets woken up but by uh, Mom and Dr. Ted Cruz, who it just don't, chalks it all up to, uh, like, hallucinations. Yep, they don't believe that she saw somebody walk out of the lake. Classic. At this point, yeah, you cut to Mike and his girlfriend, or Michael and his girlfriend. I don't even remember her name at all. I don't yeah, know if it, it was mentioned at all. Yeah, in, insert new couple who uh, will not live long enough to be an old couple. <laughs> so they are the reason that they apparently are, they are the reason, you find out fairly quickly, that the cabin next door to the Tina family has been rented uh, because they're trying to throw Mike a surprise birthday party, but Mike's car breaks down on the way there. So they're going to walk the rest of the way through the woods where Jason is known to, uh, I guess, wander and, and, and randomly kill people. So they decide to, uh, yeah, they're going to walk back to the cabin. And she's like, oh, well, Nick will give us a ride back in the morning. And he's like, well, why is Nick going to be there? And she's like, well, because this was supposed to be a surprise birthday party for you. There's going to be a bunch of people there. And he's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to camp here for the night anyway because it's dark and the woods are the woods. And we're going to camp in the woods. Which, surprise, surprise, he goes to... Uh, Leaves his girlfriend to go take go take a leak, and uh, while he's there, she stumbles upon Jason, and she gets a knife to the throat and gets pinned to the tree. <laughs> and he wanders back, sees his girlfriend with a knife in her throat, pinned to the tree, starts kind of freaking out, turns and runs away. Jason appears, grabs the knife out of her throat, throws it, hits him in the spine, and paralyzes him from the waist down. He's trying to crawl away as Jason comes up, just rips the knife out, and basically just kill. He He's dead. When, when the knife comes out, he's, he's pretty much dead. Which is, uh, like, about 20 minutes in, which is a slow burn for, for Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, I mean, we, we had one body right away, but not even attributed to Jason. Yeah, so, I, did, I don't count it if it's not Jason. <laughs> I I did I did count it for my for my body. Okay. Count, so, what time did did you time that one? How quick was that one? 
I didn't, but I mean, it was probably at about uh, eight minutes, I would say. It was pretty fast. It was like right immediately after the recap. Yeah, I would say it was probably about a five-minute recap and then about three minutes into the actual movie. is When when Tina's drowning her uh, abusive alcoholic (laughs) dad. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, but after that, 20 minutes for the first two Jason kills, which, uh, you know... It's okay. I didn't I didn't notice it until they happened and I looked at the clock. So it's not like I was uh, sitting there bored like why is uh, Jason not killing anybody? But uh, it do, it does seem on the higher end of uh, first Jason kills for Friday the 13th movies. I, I it, it it was pretty slow as far as when he actually starts the killing, but they they speed him up pretty quickly now. Yeah. <laughs> they come rolling at, after this point cuz they they cut back to the uh, shitty party house next door. Like Nick, Nick goes next door. He invites Tina over. Says, "Hey, we're having a good time." <laughs> yeah, because when when Tina dropped her suitcase, Nick picked up her shirt and rather than give it back, he just walked away with it. <laughs> but then really when he creepy, which is creepy, but it gets even creepier because then when he goes to bring it back and invite her to the party, he gives her the same shirt that she's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like folded and pressed. <laughs> and it's uh and then yeah, he, he does it just to invite her to the party with uh his buddies. And it's it's a weird group of buddies. There's like a like a sci-fi amateur sci-fi writer guy. There's a like really nerdy chick, stoner. Yeah, the, a stoner dude who David, who like two ladies are fighting over David. There's a Melissa, like bitchy Melissa. It's a weird mix. They they have kind of all the tropes who are somehow friends but don't really like each other. <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick is the bad boy, and uh, there's another one who's kind of a goody two shoes, but she's not the nerdy goody two shoes that the other one is. Yeah, again, nameless faceless uh, teenagers that are getting ready to <laughs> do nothing but, uh, I guess, die. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a certainly a weird party for sure. One of the guys, I think it's the, uh, the stoner dude, David, starts like chugging a beer at this shitty party and like uh, coughs it up a little bit, which uh, triggers Tina. She starts having some, some visions of, uh, it was that that first vision uh Nick's cousin Mike getting stabbed uh it was some somebody was getting stabbed with a large spike yeah and uh it was i i guess i didn't i thought it was just a vision of David getting stabbed with this large spike it was probably David which they were, again they were so generic i can't tell them apart so that that would make more sense well and and they you know it, it just it flashed so quickly that that there wasn't because of course they had to cut back to Tina dropping her beer bottle. Yeah, yeah, she she sees him like coughing up blood instead of beer. She's having a bit of a uh, premonition, freaks her the hell out. You know, she takes off running home. All the all the people at the party are like, you know, what's what's this about? She runs home to uh, mom and Doctor Ted Cruz, who again chalk it up to like, hey, you're just you're just seeing stuff, Tina. Yep. That wasn't really there. Yeah, these are part of your delusions. Which is, you know, he's 
Dr. Ted Cruz probably should have been fired pretty quickly. Like he's not real. He's not real understanding. He's not real empathetic. <laughs> for for be, yeah, for being a psychiatrist, he's not being very helpful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And then, then they, I think, uh, yeah, they, this is when they cut to a again, generic couple camping in the forest. <laughs> yep, they're uh, they're just sitting around a campfire. Uh, the dude is pretty dorky, but uh, trying to get some poon, right? His, oh his, yeah, you know it's gonna be cold tonight, and uh, you know, and that, and his his girlfriend's like, oh, go get us some wood because we don't have enough to to get make it through the night. So he begrudgingly goes off to uh tromp through the woods conveniently grabs his machete because yeah you know, his his wood chopping machete every everybody that you know everybody that goes camping in a deciduous forest has to carry a machete to cut tiny branches off of the the trees and stuff and of course as soon as as soon as she's gone or as soon as he's gone, she decides to that that it's time to to play along with his game and goes and gets naked in the sleeping bag. Yeah, she's gonna reward him while he's out, uh, you know, doing uh, what she asked for, gathering the firewood. Of course, uh, who does he run into? Jason. Yep. Surprise! Surprise! Surprise. Sneaks up behind him, like punches him in the back, right through his torso. Then grabs him and like also does the neck neck twist and breaks his neck, which is a bit of an overkill, but uh, was was maybe the best death of the movie in my opinion. Yeah, my, minus two points for the overkill though. <laughs> it's a bit aggressive. Like you got to save your strength, Jason. You got to save your uh, supernatural, unlimited, inhuman strength for future murders. Yep. So of course she hears. You cut back to to inside the tent. The girl's there naked, but she's covered up in the sleeping bag. She hears somebody walking back to to the campsite, so she thinks that her she's about she's about to get some. She's getting some dick very soon, so she's very excited about that. Sees somebody walk in front of the campsite, kind of walk around the tent. She's like, "Well, what's what are you doing?" Kind of leans up. And Jason just chops through the back of the tent. And this was my favorite death. Just grabs the sleeping bag <laughs> with her in it, pins the, the top, pins that the head, you know, the area where her head was, shut with his hands, drags it out, picks it up, and just slams it against a tree. Yeah. Also very creative death. Like, just, like, she's basically in a sack, swings it against a tree trunk, crushes her to death in one blow and then just drops her on the forest floor. He got, he got those two points back for creativity. Yeah, yeah, you know that's that's one of my things I like about Jason. Like he's uh I say it uh, pretty much every podcast. He's really versatile in the way he kills people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking when I was thinking these Friday the 13th movies, you know, I was just thinking, yeah, it's just Jason with a machete and he just goes and hacks people, but no, I've been I've been impressed as far as uh, you know what what goes on, and yeah, now now he's the supernatural force of nature. He can punch through a torso and rip out somebody's spine, and <laughs> just pick up a hundred and thirty pound woman and just smash her into a tree in a sleeping bag. You know, I, I'm I'm 
feeling pretty good about this. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the improv skills, right? Like he's been trapped in a lake for years, probably. Uh, just comes back to life, gets his machete back from this other dude, cuts into a tent with it. He's got, you know, a sitting duck laying there in a sleeping bag. You know, if you're on easy mode, you just kind of stab a few times with your machete. Uh-uh. He's got good improv skills. He's like, you know what? I have not experienced this before. Let's mix it up a bit. <laughs> this bright yellow sleeping bag can use some red highlights to it. Right. right. <laughs> it just smashes her against a tree. You know, they show her kind of laying there bloody and uh, and mangled. Death. What are we at already for Jason? Number four, I think. Yep, that was number four for Jason. Yeah, good start. Good start for the killing. They cut to uh, they cut to the next morning, I believe. And I think uh, like Tina and Nick are like somehow bonding. They're talking about past trauma. <laughs> Nick tossing, is tossing rocks into the lake. Yeah, they're skipping stones, talking about past trauma. You know, Nick. Nick has had a bit of a, a troubled past. He's the, bad, the, he's the bad boy of the movie. He is the bad boy. But then Tina's like, oh, yeah, I uh, I killed my own father. <laughs> <laughs> See that doc over there? I made it collapse with my mind. Yeah. And uh, that's my dad I, drowned because of it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here to make it fall down again. Yeah, so uh, you know, sorry you didn't get good grades in school, Nick. Maybe <laughs> quit being such a bitch. <laughs> sorry you're struggling with night school, Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep working on, your, working on your degree, Nick. I killed my dad. And uh, while, while this is going on, uh, bitchy Melissa, who also wants Nick and is jealous of Tina, she's like kind of creeping behind some trees. Uh, it does hear that Tina is uh, is at Crystal Lake for some kind of you know psychological evaluation or uh, whatever. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, needing some mental help from Doctor Ted Cruz. Yep. Yep. Who's again, as we said, not very good at it. And the other part, too, that, that I guess we kind of skipped over, because before, as Tina was running home after seeing, having the vision of the guy with the giant spike run through him, uh, Tina, as she is running home, does see a gigantic spike in the door frame. Oh, yeah. And she tells them about, she tells her mom and Ted Cruz about it. They go out and look, and of course, there's nothing there. But then later on, as she's digging through his desk drawer, she finds this gigantic spike. Yeah, which we'll uh, we'll we'll get more into that in a bit. But uh, it it becomes kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they uh, uh, like Tina, and Nick. They go to uh, they go to this lame ass party. They're all lame ass parties. Uh, Melissa, of course, bitchy, uh, bitchy, jealous, rich girl. Who wants on Nick and now has a secret information. She uses uh, one of her buddies' jackets to kind of make a straight jacket joke at Tina's expense. You know, ha- you know, ah, what is this what you look like in the in the mental hospital, Tina? And Tina kind of loses her shit a bit, unleashes her mental power uh, to destroy 
destroy Melissa's pearl necklace. <laughs> yep, she just snapped the string of the necklace and the pearls go everywhere, which Melissa then freaks out and is trying to pick up. And of course, Tina leaves at that point because she doesn't want to be made fun of. Much like yeah. most of us. Yeah, she runs off again next door, runs just to her, uh, I guess, her, the Airbnb or her family's cabin, whichever it is. Uh, you know, again, goes to Dr. Cruz and mom for help. Uh, ends up having a pretty big blowout. You know, Dr. Cruz, not very empathetic. <laughs> ends up causing Tina to like mentally toss a television set at him. <laughs> then she takes off running again. Uh, into the wilderness, ends up bumping into Nick, who Nick's, you know, he seems like a nice guy. He doesn't seem like he's just trying to get some poon, right? He seems like he actually cares. Yeah, I would definitely say that Nick was the bad boy with a heart of gold. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did have a good heart. He seemed like a nice guy. And uh, uh, Tina is saying, I'm having these visions about this guy, you know, murdering people around here. And Nick's like, you know, my cousin was supposed to show up. He's not here yet. And Tina's like, well, you know, what's he look like? And Nick has a picture in his wallet. But those are pretty tight cousins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never had a picture of anybody in my wallet. But w- whatever. <laughs> Back then, we did, at, at that age, did we even carry a wallet? Really? Probably not. We didn't have enough money <laughs> to require a wallet. We spent it all on Magic the Gathering and beef yeah, jerky. True. Wild storms. Yeah. But he, he he whips out his picture of his cousin, Mike, and she's like, oh, my, you know, my gosh, that's him. I had a vision of him being murdered. Yep. So then they, yeah, then they, they go off into the woods looking for him. Yeah, they do. And I, and I think I- this is when shit starts to, uh, this is when shit really starts to get real, I believe. They cut to like uh, get another another lame ass couple of generic people. Uh, <laughs> the one dude's got like a pastel plaid shirt, seafoam green sweater. He's got his gal. I think her name is Sandra. They're going uh, they're going skinny dipping. Oh yeah, yeah. Russell and Sandra. Russell is his name. Yes. Good uh, good on you for remembering uh, the pastel prince's name. <laughs> I I only remember it because as she was getting naked, she she said Russell party of two, and then jumped in the water. Yep, yep. She goes in first. Pastel Prince has to uh, kind of gently take his uh, seafoam green sweater off his shoulders, hang it up nicely. Seafoam un- green stains. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You don't want to get mud on it, man. It's probably probably something fancy. Uh, he's un- unbuttoning his pastel shirt. Get lake water on it. <laughs> yeah, there's no dry cleaner out at Crystal Lake, I'm sure. Oh, you have to go into the big city to, to get dry cleaning service. Yeah, and, and while he's really slowly getting undressed, uh, Jason comes up. It just splits his skull with an axe <laughs> right to the head. <laughs> Sandra sees that. Unfortunately, you know, she's naked in the lake. She starts freaking the hell out. Uh, but where do you go at this point? If you're nude in a lake and your your pastel prince just gets murdered, you don't have yeah. a lot of options. Nope. And you can't swim as faster than Jason. It's like trying to outswim a shark. So, yeah, he just 
I guess, strolls into the lake. <laughs> he does. He just walks into the lake and like starts grabbing her ankle. Well, yeah, he wa- he walks into water above his head where she's swimming and just grabs her ankles and just pulls her down underneath. The and they do, and they do, it. they have some boob shots here. One of the three Bs. They they do, yes. Missing from the last movie. We uh, one of the Bs are back, and not the only one. Nope, nope, was not the only one. But yeah, just grabs her, pulls her underneath the lake. She drowns. Actually, I think he breaks her neck or something. It was it was not just a drowning. And, then and I want to say uh, good on Jason here. Like, I don't know what his what his thought process is like, but he's just been imprisoned in a lake for, it seems like, years. You think he might stay away from the lake for a little self-preservation? No, he's, he's not afraid at all. He goes right in for the kill. Well, and, you know, this is what... How many times has he been underneath the water of that lake? Now, you know, and this is this is at least the third time. Yeah. And and often does not end well for him. He's <laughs> drowned, been chained to a rock. He's had a uh, boat motor chop his face up. But he's yep. not going to let that stop him, man. He just gets right back on the horse. Uh, Perseverance, the Jason Voorhees story. <laughs> I really didn't drown. You can't drown me. Yeah. The Jason Voorhees story. <laughs> I think next is where they have a, it's in, I believe at this point they have an odd series of events, right? Is this where uh, Dr. Ted Cruz, uh, I think, goes, just goes for a walk in the forest, uh, discovers the body of, I believe it's Mike, just stuffed in a tree. Yep, yep. While, while he's gone, uh, Tina's mom, like, busts into his his office back at the at the cabin, like, just finds a video where... <laughs> Where he divulges his evil plan, where he's like, you know, you know what I've found is if I just uh, keep Tina's mental state on edge, it really brings out her uh, psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as Tina's mom is watching that, Dr. Cruz comes home from his walk after finding a dead body. Uh, there's a bit of a confrontation from the mother. He doesn't mention the dead body at all. Of course not. Yeah, he's more worried about, like, uh, I guess, saving his scientific experiment with Tina. And he just says, he, he almost starts threatening Tina's mom. He's like, listen, it's, uh, you know, I got to do this or I'm going to have to commit Tina to a mental institution. And it just so happens that Tina's outside the door, overhears this, and she's like, I ain't going there. So she uh, hops in a car, gets the hell out of there. Uh, yep, her her and Nick take off in the car. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> she doesn't get far before she starts having visions again. This time it's of Jason killing her mother, which uh, causes her to, like, crash into a tree. Yep, and her, yeah, her and Nick get out. Dr. Cruz and Tina's mom hop in his car, or her car, whichever one, the second car they have there. Yeah, the, we, they don't explain, uh, like, the title situation very well.
they you know they're they go the opposite it seems like they went the opposite way that Tina and Nick went. Yep, it does seem that way. And uh I believe it Tina and Nick find Mike's body at this point. Yeah. But at the same roughly the same time the mom and Dr. Cruz find Jason. Yeah, this is this is the common uh I guess end game of Friday the 13th where they they j- cut back to uh like four different plot lines going on. Jump yeah. jump jump. So it it gets a little hard to follow uh uh concretely, but th- yeah, yeah, I believe that's correct. At the same time, you know, the shitty house party is going on. <laughs> and and of course, Tina's mom has just threatened Ted Cruz, so he's not He's none too thrilled with her. So he pushes, he, gra- he grabs a hold of her, and they're kind of thinking, oh, they should run. And, of course, Dr. Cruz just throws Tina's mom right at Jason, and he, uh, he just hacks her dead. Yeah, he basically uses her as, like, a human shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just he, grabs he, her and holds her in between him, himself, and Jason. And, and, the, and then shoves her toward him, and he takes off running. Yep. Which we'll we'll get back to him in a bit. There's a simultaneously shitty house party uh still going on. They've got like a sci-fi nerd who's dressing up as like a mummy. Some people with, are experimenting with weed. With, with, yeah, with he's he's dressing up as a mummy with like party streamers. Yeah. <laughs> Tissue paper party streamers. Yeah, one guy has got some weed. Another gal wants to experiment with it just to have sex with him, and and a nerdy gal is like, you know, no, that's that's you wrong. You don't smoke, and she's like, yeah. uh, I came here to have fun this weekend, so I do today. Yeah, and at the same time, nerdy gal is interested in the weed guy, I think, and someone's like, you know, hey, you gotta get a you know, work on your look, nerdy gal. <laughs> so she's uh, she's a little offended by that, but then does exactly what she's told she's like okay i'll show them i will put some makeup on and do my hair (laughs) right and and it it, it looks like throughout the entire movie she looks like she has never done any of this in her life right but then immediately goes upstairs and finds the makeup kit and everything and starts putting it on like a pro yeah and her hair goes from like sloppy to a a full perm or something (laughs) I don't know. I don't have hair, so I don't know the lingo, but it gets mine's, nice real fast without any tools. My mine's been running away for a few years, so I don't have much left, as you can see. Yeah. She gets uh she gets all dolled up. And then oddly, this is the weirdest part. She gets all dolled up, looking really good. And where does she go to find a man? Uh middle of the forest. <laughs> she just walks out into the forest, I guess. Hoping Dave is out there to bone Dave, the drug dealer, trying to find. Maybe she's trying to find Nick to make Melissa, the bitchy girl, jealous. That could be like Nick's. Nick's the the top prize at uh, at party house here. Whoever she's looking for, she's walking around in the forest in the nighttime. Uh, drops an earring, picks it up, uh, s- starts stumbling on dead bodies. Yeah, I think I think she finds at this point she finds Russell. And his girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Which which she freaks out. She screams. 
uh, sees Jason. She runs again, runs into like an old barn or something. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this not only did this have an old dock, these cabins, but there's an old barn in the area too. Yeah, she's hiding in the barn. She crawls underneath a a, a stall, like a horse stall. She's hiding, and she waits for Jason to leave, or so she thinks he has left, because of course, Jason has zoned in on on that, and he's going for the kill. But she, you, you can see where she's hiding. You can see Jason like walking on the other side. She's hiding up against, you know, leaning up against this wall, trying to wait for him to leave. But obviously, she's being loud enough that Jason can hear where she is. Jason grabs a sickle from the wall in the barn, punches through one wall, one side of the wall, grabs her, punches through the other side, cuts her throat with the sickle. Dead nerdy girl didn't even didn't, didn't even, even know her dick. name didn't even get any dick yeah and what's her name <laughs> she died a nameless uh, dickless <laughs> nerd that's <laughs> uh, no way to go out man <laughs> nameless virgin yeah and uh, after that Jason heads back to the uh, the party house where there's there's like three couples getting it on simultaneously right. Yeah, there's the bitchy girl and Dave. Uh, there's the two people in the van. Yeah, and there's the drug dealer and the uh, drug the other, virgin the other, or whatever. Yeah, the other nerdy girl who does not die a virgin. <laughs> yeah, three couples getting laid, which uh, if Jason has any pet peeves, it's youngsters having intercourse. It, it's, yeah, it's youngsters getting <laughs> it's, it on because he never yeah. he never had the chance. He right. drowned before he got the chance. Yeah, that's what causes death. So uh, he starts. He starts with the two in the van. There are two in the van going at it again. Do you do you know their names? I don't. No, I I thought one of them was Barry, but I could be. Oh, I think it was Ben. Now that you say it, I, I, that that could be too. It, I definitely would see that. It then it could have been Ben. It was a B name. It was a B name. It was the dude. They're they're getting it on in the van when uh, someone outside the van starts rocking it. Yeah, and, like, and they think uh, it they think it was Michael finally yeah, oh, showing up. Michael showed up. He's finally uh, you know he's joking with us. Let's get back at him. <laughs> so they grab like some noisemakers. <laughs> Like this will show noisemaker. This will show Michael. I'll blow my kazoo at him. So ben Ben hops out the back of the van. Uh, doesn't see anybody immediately. Starts kind of you know circling around the van, looking for his buddies, playing a prank on him. When uh, Jason grabs him by the head, uh, just kind of crushes it. Like yep. you, you Went got a game melon of on it. Yeah, you got, like you got a melon in between both hands and just crush his head uh, his girl in the van does not see any of this but uh, eventually gets sick of waiting for him she kind of eventually you know sticks her head out the uh, the driver's side window starts yelling for ben but uh jason gets her first like shoves a like a kazoo or like a birthday noisemaker kind of thing right through her eye socket <laughs> second Which favorite again, death yeah again that's new. That's new for sure. 
kazoo through the eye socket. Uh, which is uh, not quite as fun as the uh, sleeping bag death, but uh, uh, second most, I guess, wacky death in this movie. And then he moves right on to uh, the rest of the people at the house. Melissa is hooking up with Eddie, who is the, he's like the uh, kind of nerdy sci-fi dude, but he's really only, or Melissa's really only doing it to make Nick jealous. That's her plan. Yep. Eddie's making the, you know, Eddie's uh, trying to round the bases and eventually Melissa just ain't having it. She's like, you know what? You know, this isn't going to work. I was really hoping Nick would come in here and, uh, you know, see this and be upset. But, uh, you know, I'm not really into you. And he, he <laughs> he's a little bummed. He's like, you know, rejection. I've been rejected by every science fiction magazine in the country. Uh, then maybe you should find a new hobby. <laughs> or or job because if you're trying to if you're trying to make a living doing that it's not going to work if you've been rejected by every magazine you've ever sent an article to. Yep. So he uh, he just gets up, kind of leaves. Uh, meanwhile, I think Jason cuts the power at this point. He just pulls the the line out of the power cord. Yep. Or out out of the box, you know, the meter. Meanwhile, the two stoners. Well, Dave the stoner and uh, nameless female. I I think her name. I, I'm I'm not gonna. I, I don't even know that I want to try it, but I think it was Robin. All right, that's, Robin. That's one of them. I, that's one of them I see on here. One of the one of the names I see. That might be it because we haven't uh, mentioned a Robin yet. So one one breasted Robin because this is the other breast in the movie. They get done humping. And, uh, of course, Stoner Dave's got the munchies. So uh, immediately after that, he's like, I, you know, I got to go get something to eat. Kind of stumbles to get his pants on, goes down to the kitchen. There's no power because Jason just ripped it out of the wall. Uh, he's digging through the fridge with a flashlight. And uh, guess what he finds alone in the dark in the kitchen? A sandwich? Leftover pizza? Or Jason stabbing him with a knife? What do you think he finds? I'm going to guess it was leftover pizza and a knife. That could be it. We didn't get a good look in the fridge. It was certainly a knife causing his death. I don't even know where we are at this point in deaths. I didn't track this one. I I, I didn't. I, I just got a total body count. I didn't track, uh, I guess... Each individual one, like it did before, because where it went to, I, I basically counted okay. it at com- when I went to commercial breaks. Total body count is fine. We'll we'll cross that bridge at the end. So after that point, I believe it's uh, Tina. Uh, I think they cut back to Tina and Nick. You know, they're working together. I don't even know really what their plan is. I guess just to inform their friends and get out of there. Yeah, that's what Nick wants him to do. Yeah, he Nick wants to gather up all his friends and leave. Uh, and Tina wants to try and find her mom. Yeah, that's it. And, they and want I to know, save their buddies. I know we, we're coming up on the demise of Dr. Cruz here very shortly, too. Yeah, yeah. This is they uh yeah, Tina and Nick are working together. They're trying to, you know, find their loved ones. Um 
Tina does stumble on uh, Dr. Cruz's office, like finds the whatever, like the spike in his drawer and a bunch of Jason Voorhees news clippings. So now like she kind of knows that he he's it does not have well will and in, uh good intentions. This puts her over the edge. You know, she starts freaking out. She it also kind of fills in the blanks for her, like who this masked person is from her visions. Yes. Yeah, she does. She doesn't really know who it is until this point. Like, oh, she's like, oh, it's you know, it's Jason Voorhees. This is a a real person that Doctor Ted Cruz has kind of been uh, uh, hiding from me. So yeah, she and Nick, they're gonna get everybody out of there. <clears throat> um, yeah, I believe she runs off into the forest looking for her mom, and that's she encounters Ted Cruz, who's just like huddled in the forest. Uh, and she notices is uh, kind of covered with blood. Yep. <laughs> He's covered in blood. Uh, as usual, uh, they find uh, Jason in the middle of the forest. He's got like a spear thing at this point. I don't even know where that thing come from. It's like a big hedge branch clipper or something. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely was kind of weird. Yeah. It looked like almost like a like a... Um, yeah, some sort of like war glaive or something like that. Yeah, it was. It's a long, you know, just stick, you know, like a, a, a rake handle with a, a curved blade at the end. Yeah, it was almost like a machete on a stick. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they find Jason with that. So it's Tina and Doctor Ted Cruz. Um, Nick is trailing somewhere behind. Yeah, Jason's chasing them, uh, eventually catches them. Um, I don't remember, how how does Ted Cruz die here? That, honestly, I don't remember either. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I remember now. I had to scroll down. <laughs> we might be getting out of order here, but uh, it's, Jason comes at him with, like, a uh, gas-powered weed whipper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I do remember this. Yes. It's like a gas-powered uh, weed eater, right? He's chasing him with it. It's loud as hell. Uh, Ted Cruz manages manages to escape initially. Jason's tricky, though. He, uh, he shuts it off for a little bit, so Dr. Cruz cannot hear him. Uh, eventually, though, <laughs> Jason gets the drop on him, kind of fucking clubs him, knocks Dr. Cruz to the ground, and uh, just sends the weed eater at his guts, dead. Yep. Ha- yeah. Hacks him in the hacks him in the guts with the with the brush cutter. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, again, probably jumping all over the place. Tina, um, Tina and Nick get back to the to their cabin because she's looking for her mom, and this is probably the most ridiculous part of this movie was was this dialogue that that is about to come up i mean we're talking about a supernatural serial killer a girl with telekinetic powers and to me this was the most ridiculous part as she's you know as they're freaking out she gets back to the cabin and she's calling out for her mom trying to figure out where her mom is and everything and she's like oh well they gotta be out there we gotta go find them he's like okay let's go look for him she's like are you kidding i'm not leaving what if they come back here and Nick's like, just like, fine, I'll go. <laughs> it's like, we need to go find him, but I'm not going anywhere to try and find him. 
Right. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like the, the dialogue in this movie is just well, it's it's an it's an eighties horror movie. That's all you it's need to say. It's poor planning. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, what we're, we're approaching we're approaching end game here. I think we have uh how many generic teens are left? There's there's the weed virgin. Uh, she gets killed right around here. She the 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 weed the weed virgin. Well, yeah, yeah. She gets killed because um, she like just walks into a random room, finds it a random cat in a cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> which the, yes. there's there's never been a cat in the whole movie. She like opens a cupboard, a cat jumps out, and she's just like, oh, you know, you must be uh, you must you be, be so and so's cat. Yeah, Nick's cat. <laughs> It's like how long is that cap and locked in there? And yeah, she's petting the cat, and the cat run you know, runs away, and she looks down, and she's get she gets ready to leave the room, and she opens the door, and Jason's there, and she tries to run away from Jason, which works about as well as uh, you would think it does, and he just <laughs> tosses for anyone else, window. yeah. <laughs> tosses her out the second story window which is uh i'd almost have to go back and take notes like he he really enjoys tossing people through windows yeah that's one of his favorite things <laughs> love to hear the glass break yeah it did it, uh that makes me happy right like you know it's the little things in life that bring you joy and if it's if it's tossing people Living or dead, because he also likes throwing dead corpses through through picture windows. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever you're going to do. What are you uh, going to do to get some joy, Jason? And I believe we still have... Uh, Melissa is still alive at this point, and I believe it. there is... Eddie is also still alive at this point. Oh, yeah. How does Eddie die? Oh, man. He was having his own little pity party about being rejected by Alyssa. And I believe just get. Oh, I'm getting severe connectivity issues. I cut my feed. Can you hear me? You there, dude? I'll stop loading. All right, some slight technical difficulties, but it appears that we are back. 
And we're back. And uh, Eddie's dead. <laughs> yeah. It, Eddie got killed. Melissa has uh, found Nick and Tina. And they decide that they are they're back at Tina's cabin. And they are going to, uh, I guess, she realizes that everybody else is dead. Um, at this point, I think... Isn't this the first part where she makes? Yeah, she makes the porch fall onto Jason as he's leaving the cabin of the horny coeds, and so they they think that Jason is dead. Melissa is being bitchy, Melissa, and wanting to leave, and she opens the door and takes an axe to the face from Jason. I mean, you see him approaching, you see him punch up through the porch, and. As he's walking towards the Tina cabin, uh, you see him grab an axe off of the splitting pile, and he just shoves it right into Tina's skull. Or not Tina's, Melissa's skull, as she opens the door to try and leave. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, at this point, it's uh, it's really like Jason versus Jean Grey for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's part of what I, I guess, didn't get. But yes, they... Jason stalks them through the cabin. Uh, Tina uses her telekinetic powers to hit him in the face with a light fixture, and he falls backwards through the stairs. They're trying to get through. They 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 tiptoe along the side of the steps to where because the stairs have all broken away, but where they have the frames where the the. Uh, I guess stair treads were nailed to. As they get down to the lower floor, Jason busts through the closet where he apparently had fallen. Tina then again busts a light fixture over his head, has the light basically shat explode. The cord comes down, wraps around Jason's neck, picks him up off the ground. She opens up a gigantic hole in the floor. <laughs> and throws him down. Oh, this is after Nick has uh, tried to take on Jason, and Jason was just, like, kneeling on his back, and you think that Nick might be dead at this point because he hasn't, he's gone down, hasn't moved. And the mask has also come off at this point. Like, she uses her powers to, like, use the straps to tighten around his head, and there's, like... Uh pus juice <laughs> kind of coming out of his uh, his skull and uh, it, it tightens so much the straps break mask falls off uh, he does look a little different he still needs some moisturizer he looks a little different than previous movies though i don't even know how to describe it like uh more zombie like instead of toxic avenger like i don't know well yeah it looks like he's half it looks like his body is half decayed like it supposedly is now yeah, yeah. it's a before, little more rotten flesh than mutant. <laughs> when when he yeah when when he died from Tommy hacking him with the machete, he was technically at that point still alive. And then part six, he came back after the lightning strikes his headstone and comes back alive. He then he was an undead person. So yeah, he definitely looks more zombie like than mutant like. And yeah, he's thrown down 
into the basement. You see him. He looks like he might have like a broken leg or something. His legs kind of at an odd angle. Tina goes over to the uh, to the fallen hero Nick and is trying to wake him up. And as she's there, trying to get him up so they can get out of the cabin. Jason, of course, reaches out and grabs Tina, pulls her down into the basement too. Which again, now she starts throwing nails at him with her mind and then starts spraying him with gasoline. And, uh, yeah, uh, gets the fire, uses her telekinetic powers again to control the fire. Lights Jason on fire. Her and Nick take off out of there. Time their dive onto the dock perfectly as the house explodes. (laughs) Yeah, she's... Uh, she also ignites, uh, like the entire basement on fire. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, she was, she was absolutely careless. She, she looked like it was Zoo. I think that's where they got the idea for the gasoline fight in Zoolander was from the end of this movie. Yeah, she was spraying it all over the place. Spoiler alert, they have a gasoline fight in Zoolander. Thanks, our listeners will appreciate that. <laughs> now, I mean, I said it before I said spoiler alert, but. We won't tell you how the gasoline fight ends, though, so. Yeah. Uh, you can watch Zoolander peacefully. But yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they take off, you know, dive onto the dock as the entire house explodes. Classic Hollywood, right there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know, they they get up off the dock. They kind of hug. They say, you know, like, oh, it's okay. It's over. No, not over. Char Jason appears, grabs Tina, does the old toss, right? The the villain toss where it's like where you 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 kill the good guys immediately. No, you toss them across the dock. Uh, Nick grabs his gun, puts a few bullets into Jason before uh, also kind of just getting smacked unconscious. And this is the uh, this is the ending I was not expecting here. Were you? I was not expecting this ending. No. But go for it. You 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 paint a word picture. <laughs> Tina is standing on the dock. Jason is at the end of the dock. Again, uh, Tina starts going into her telekinetic powers. The dock starts shaking. And it kind of explodes from underneath. And her father is there and grabs Jason and hooks the chain around his neck again to the rock that will hold him to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> and she realizes that that it is her dad that has done that, but she the, she was absolutely emotional about that because she even said, you know, Dad, I love you, and all this other garbage. But yeah, she definitely knows that it was her father that saved her ass. <laughs> Redemption for the uh, alcoholic abusive father. Yeah, I guess he... <laughs> They don't explain. Like, was he just in the lake the whole time, too? They never... They should have had a line of dialogue, like, hey, hey, we never found the body. Something like that. Right, yeah. There was zero indication that his body was never recovered. But apparently this uh, lake seems to also have supernatural powers to house a dead... uh, a, de- a dead body for many years just chained <laughs> to the to the bottom that nobody would find. 
And he looked really good. Like he didn't like look like he'd aged a day. Yeah, like I think if he took a shower, just got a little bit of that mud off, he'd look just like normal. He could go back to uh, like beating Tina's mother if oh, she were still alive. Yeah, she's <laughs> dead, so that's not gonna work. So then, uh, as a lot of these end, they cut to the next morning. Like EMS, uh, you know, the police are on the scene. They kind of uh, are taking Nick and Tina away in an ambulance. They're they're dazed and confused. You know, Nick's Nick's startled. He's like, "Where is where is he? Where is Jason?" Tina just says, "I took care of him." Roll credits. End of part seven. End of seven. Your thoughts? Uh, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought. I I mean, I I will say I've enjoyed the series a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, entertaining for sure. Again, my my favorite two deaths were the uh, noisemaker getting shoved through through the eye, and the sleeping bag smashed into the te- you know into the tree. <laughs> Those were good. Those are creative. On that note, did was there a uh, a machete kill in this one? Uh, yes. Um. Because he did, he did pick up the machete from the guy chopping wood. He did. He picked it up. I just, I, I'm probably wrong. You know, there is so many. I don't remember, but I just don't remember a, a didn't, machete didn't, kill that stuck out in my mind. Didn't Tina's mom get it with from the machete? Pretty sure Tina's mom got killed with by the machete. I thought that was the weird machete on a stick. I mean, that might have been the machete. That might have been his machete. I thought that was the spear machete combo. Whatever, it's not super important. I, I just uh, I couldn't recall a definitive machete death. Again, diversity in weapons. Likes to mix it up. Don't try now, to put Jason in a box, man. Right? That that, that was my fault. <laughs> I'm stere- I'm stereotyping him. Right. He doesn't want to get typecast. Now. My my biggest problem with this though was uh we we did we did also kind of forget where uh Tina when she first saw Jason at this point too at one point uh used tree branches oh yeah to tie him up and wrap him up and put him in a mud puddle and then bust the power lines down and electrocute him so my whole thought on it, though, is why didn't she just use her mind to rip Jason to pieces? Yeah, if she's that strong. Or my thoughts were, is she like, if only she had gone to the library and checked out that book on the occult. Because, <laughs> like, Tommy had a hard time getting a chain around Jason's neck. I feel like with telekinesis, that's pretty easy. <laughs> that definitely would have been pretty easy. Or actually, he already he had the chain around his neck like most of this movie. He could have just she could have just uh, you know tied a rock to it. <laughs> she could have just hooked the chain that she already unhooked from it. Yeah, just just fix that chain, and he's trapped to a rock again. But, but I, I mean, that would that would have that would have been a pretty quick movie had they had she been able to do that though. You know, I mean, oh, the first time she sees him, she just tears him apart with her mind, and you know, like okay, that's the end of the movie, end of the For series. Sure. For sure. And it it does it does make you wonder though, like where again, not knowing what's next, how do you top uh like 
telekinesis fight <laughs> against Jason. <laughs> right? I mean, they're I up guess, in the ante for sure. I, I, I guess we can just go to, yeah, the, but the, you know, the, the next step is taking, taking your act to the big city because we're going to do Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I do. Va- I remember one scene from that one, which is the boxing kid. But uh, well, we'll we'll. I don't want to have any spoilers until next episode. Yeah, I have not seen this movie yet. Okay. Did you uh, did you recognize Nick at all? Do you know what else Nick is from? I don't. I did. I did not recognize him, so I'm he, not going to claim. He he looked familiar. Like he looked familiar, but I couldn't place what what he was from. I uh, I did not. See, see this? I just happened to be clicking on the cast and seeing what else they were in. He was Mel in Subspecies 2 and 3. <laughs> Actor Kevin Spiritus. Oh, jeez. I see that now because, yeah, they're apparently, I'm, I'm looking at this now, and they are doing, they're in pre-production for Subspecies 5 called Blood oh, Rise. And he is going to be in that as well. As Mel again. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. Like, it's only, what is it, six years apart or something? He, he, did, he did look familiar, but I was trying to figure out where I recognized him from. He was also in an episode of Married with Children, which I just recently watched that went through the whole series of that so uh he was also in the facts of life <laughs> <laughs> so hell of a career for kevin Spiritus. he was in an, yeah he was in an episode of the facts of life he was in friday the third at the 1986 so then in 1988 he was in uh friday the 13th part 7 1989 he did quantum an episode of quantum leap <laughs> Then yeah, then on to subspecies. Silk and Stockings. Come on, everybody I, remembers that show. I remember the name of that show. Green plaid shirt he was in. He was in <laughs> He was in one of the last seasons of Married with Children. An episode of Friends, apparently. He's been around. Yeah. VIP, a good old Pam Anderson series, VIP. Huh. Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. And he's still working. Yep. Rose Blood, a Friday the 13th fan film. Oh, man, that's got to be weird. <laughs> um, well, we did it. We did our uh, we did our favorite deaths. Any yep. characters that you liked in this one? Not really. I mean, they were all pretty, uh, I guess, substandard. Again, yeah, the generic, the generic uh, uh, murder victims were even more generic than normal. I felt. <laughs> yeah, half of them you didn't even, you know, you, you they may have mentioned their names once in in the in these movies. So yeah, it was very difficult to actually even catch people's names. 
Yeah, they yeah they were all annoying. You know, Tina was kind of annoying. The mom, uh, Doctor Cruz, all annoying. Um, I guess we I, we can go by Jason with this one. By yeah, default. I mean he was probably the he was probably the best one. And I guess that's a good transition, right? This is uh, first appearance of Kane Hodder, which uh, we've got a friend who this is a, a, a definitively his favorite jason actor which leading up to this i'm thinking you know how can you have a favorite it's just a a a lumbering large man who walks around and kills people right like brent knutson could play jason just put (laughs) a mask on him but i did notice in this one i don't know if it's because he's maybe he's just bigger of frame or uh this is director's decision the the deaths and the killing just had an added element of uh, strength or brutality. Definitely see that they had more brutality to it. Um, it, But I honestly thought, I, I, for some reason, I think that he's actually shorter than uh, some of the, some of the other Jason, some of the previous ones. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it might just be the uh, the added brutality then, because he he seemed more punishing <laughs> in his deaths, and, and it's probably a combination of just like they probably have a larger budget, this many movies in, probably better you know special effects and technology where you can uh, punch through someone's torso or uh, smash a woman into a tree. But it just yeah, it just it just looked like uh, more hardcore killing. In part seven. And pulling up, I'm going to pull up some of his old stuff. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the future Friday the 13th, of course. Ghoulies go to college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the, the tallest guy to play Jason is, is Derek Mears, who plays him in the 2009 version um okay we're getting deep now yeah deep dive into the heights of uh jason actors yeah which is gonna which is gonna be sad because uh i have some bad news but it doesn't seem like the when my uh stuff oh actually no it did it did save never mind it did it it, i was gonna say it didn't seem like this actually the call that we had (laughs) Oh, earlier good. that where where my internet cut out did not seem to say i didn't think it saved but i i do see it save here so we good. are good hopefully it's in there that was we, uh <laughs> we, yeah no we are we are good I, I've, I've got it here now so i was a little little concerned with that because i, I was just looking at that and i was like wait i don't have this and uh so but yeah, Derek Mears uh, looks like uh, is, is six foot five. Kane Hodder says six two and a half. Okay, that's what it, that's what it says. So uh, it it just seemed like uh, they, they have they have Jason Voorhees listed as six five two seventy five. So it, it seemed like he's de- he might be a little bit shorter than the tallest, Jason, but he definitely looked like he was beefier than than the average Jason. 
Yeah, he looked he looked like a, a hulking, menacing figure. So, I could I, I saw that I noticed the difference. I guess is what I'm saying. Like my original point was like, how much difference can there be? And then after watching this, I see there is a difference. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There, there, there definitely was. He definitely seemed a lot bulkier, not necessarily taller than than the other Jasons in the Friday the Thirteenth series. But I, I will definitely agree that it was it was definitely bulkier. And I pulled him up on IMDb. Like th- this seems to be his jam, man. He's like a a big hulking serial, big hulking killer in like half of his film credits. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess if you're a huge guy, man, just go with it. Cash in on that. I just realized that they actually came out with a with a second part two of the reboot series as well in uh, 2014. So I I guess we have another third. Yeah, there's there's say there's 13 total installments. So we have gone through seven of them. So we got six more to go. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, keep track of all this stuff. Well, I don't know. Any uh I don't know if I have any other thoughts on that one. Uh, I've got yeah, I've got nothing. We're gonna be back next week with Friday the thirteenth, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh that, yeah, I mean I guess since we're recording this one early as well, there's not really anything new. <laughs> Yeah, our listeners don't know that much, but uh, well, they they do now. <laughs> they do now. We won't have a lot of new information since we recorded the last show. If they if they got an, if they got an hour and twenty minutes into this episode, they'll know that we're re- cheating and recording it early. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, I we can come back next week with Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, or. Will it be next week or will it be two weeks from now? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, we'll we have don't have to, to uh, find out. We don't have to make up anything that's been going on in our lives. We uh, we got a good hour and twenty. We got yeah, we got an hour and twenty. We can call it there till next time. Sounds good. This is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeest podcast, where we watch bad movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.